You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, just go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram or you can join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. I hope right now you are sipping on some fizzy housewives-inspired wine for yourself. Packing a punch at 13% alcohol, but less than a gram of sugar. It is my no-filter wine. You can get it at nofilterwine.com. Today I have out cut down my drinking or what? Or what? I also just wanted to say, oh, head over to nofilterwine.com to grab that. But I also just wanted to say thank you guys so much. Adam and I just wrapped our Spilling Tea live tour, which was so much fun. And this Wednesday, I'm going to do a whole Spilling Tea, Spilling the Tea on the Spilling Tea live tour episode of the podcast where I'll get into the good, the bad, the ugly, and the great from the tour. So stay tuned for that this Wednesday. And we have a lot more great guests. The Margaret Josephs interview is going to air soon. The Emily D. Baker interview is going to air soon. The Molly and Cynthia interview will air soon. We just released the Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz and the Sheena and Brock interviews. So stay tuned because there will be more that will come. I love you. And I'm so grateful for all the love that you've shown Adam and I on this tour. There's a lot more to come, so stay tuned. Wink, wink. Okay, today's guest I gave some really hot takes to on her podcast, Hot Off the Mess. You may know her, though, as the Bravo historian. Please welcome Samantha Bush. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you, love? I'm good. I mean, I I was not prepared for the the hot takes that were about to be thrown my way. I was stunned, aghast. So... You guys will have to go and listen to to Hot Off the Mess with Sam to actually listen to all of those hot takes or to listen to her, our, our deeper thoughts. But like one of them was like, we need to bring back Kelly Dodd on OC. Housewives is over in three years. I, yeah. My head was spinning. I like you, you were saying it and I was like processing and I was like, what is he saying? Like, is this, is he saying this right now? When you said Kelly Dodd, I... I was not ready. You don't. Think I was. We- I was expecting like an Alexis or a Vicky or a, you know, any anyone else. <laughs> Kelly, you need a lightning rod to shake things up. Like low, OC is on a slow dying burn, and I think Tamara can help revive it. But I also think at this point we need more than just Tamara to help revive it. And like, just think about like Kelly and Noella, and then Kelly and Heather Dubrow. Like Kelly and Heather have such a tumultuous. Re- tumultuous exactly and that now with noella in the mix like i want to know would they be allies would they really hate each other like i think we would hate watch oc so hard if that happened you make really valid points um i hear you and i'm listening (laughs) i need to take some time to process (laughs) just because of my own personal feelings yes yes yeah i i'm i like to separate personal feelings from from business. From yes, from business. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, I can just be like, yes, throw her back in the mix and light it up. Um Kelly's the one housewife, and I say this on my podcast all the time. Like, I don't hate a single housewife. Like, there are some where I'm just like, eh, like I'm not really feeling, or oh, I think she's wrong in this. But Kelly for me is like the one where I'm like, I can't. Like, I cannot. Yeah. I tried. I was a Kelly Dodd like head, like for yeah. whatever they called themselves back in the day. Um, and then, yeah, she really lost me. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Real Housewives of Atlanta premiere? It just came back last night. Some people love it. Some people are underwhelmed by it. Where do you stand? 
I was so relieved because there wasn't the Kenya versus Portia conversation. That was a conversation that I was like getting so sick and tired of because it's like, there was never going to be any movement with either one of them. Like they were always, they were never going to agree. They were never going to become friends. Like, so I'm glad that Portia, I mean, I don't know if it was a smart decision, Yeah, but she chose to do this spinoff. That was nuts. I, but I couldn't get enough of it. I hope it comes back. Um, and (laughs) And so I'm glad to see Kenya kind of on her own and not having that like automatic, like adversary. And then I just thought the dynamics felt fresh. Like Sheree is back. Marlo has a peach. Um, Sanya, I think Sanya has great energy. She came in and the way that she's friends with Drew and then came in and said, like threw shade at her in the confessional about working out. I was like, I love this woman. And then, I mean, the editors, the The editors were on one they really were so it looks like on i put a poll up on instagram and 62 percent of you guys are loving the premiere and the other 38 are at a meh you can still vote on that on the no filter with zach instagram account and then based off of reaction let's see donnie muller says hello from south africa zach she by sheree looks unrecognizable i love that we call her she by sheree <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, she looks unrecognizable in the best way possible. We'll be catching up on the show now. Thanks for keeping us posted. I love your perspective on things. That's uh, Generific713 says, her sofa needs a trim. Sorry, it's distracting me. But She by Sheree looks amazing. I love that we call her She by Sheree. It's it's amazing. Like her legacy, her power. She by Sheree, which never came out. And that's what she's no. known as. <laughs> It's so funny and she looks incredible. I mean, Sheree to me is probably one of the most underratedly beautiful housewives. Like she's so stunning. And I, I, when I, I was like, I was on one last week. Like, I don't know what was wrong with me. I think I had like a concussion. I don't know, but I sent my friends a picture, a side-by-side of Melissa Gorga Sheree and I was like do they look like and they were like Sam you need to go to the hospital you need to be medicated that's insane but I still kind of stand by it I could see it um I mean I guess in the way that like Kyle and Garcelle look alike right <laughs> right Garcelle or Kyle and she was like what I'm Garcelle <laughs> oh, that was so funny um and I loved the like like the whole side by side of the drew after the workout thing with the losing of the 25 pounds and the editors throwing up 25 question mark. I was like, I, you would never see my face again. Like I would run for the fucking Hills. I'd be so embarrassed. I'd be so mortified, but that's what I love about drew is she just kind of, what I love about drew is that she lies, but it's always such a bad lie. Yeah. And like, that's what makes it fun is like, you know, she's not being honest, but you kind of don't care because it's just so like juicy and fun. Also, that's kind of how I feel about Dorit. Like she's so in her own land of like, mm-hmm. like the accent isn't real and the nose I don't think is just contour, but she's so committed to it. And mm-hmm. she just is like, you know, she goes I'm all a child in. of the world. Yeah. I'm cultured. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, Dorit. I totally see what you're saying. I was a big Dorit fan. Like I was team Dorit when it was not same fun to be team Dorit with the whole Erica and the panty thing. Yeah. I was team Dorit. And I mean, yeah, that was a really wild time. Um, but the last couple of years, I'm just kind of not into the whole like glam squad thing on housewives anymore. I think it's kind of like 
I don't care. I would much rather you spend your time like arguing or fighting or doing something else than getting glam. But I mean, I guess it adds something. Did you miss Portia and Cynthia in the premiere? No. Honestly, I was shocked. I thought I would miss Portia a little bit. I thought, you know, Cynthia, like titty scent, like I was, I thought I was going to miss that. And I honestly didn't think about them until the episode was over. And I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) like they're not on the show anymore. Like that's crazy. Did you watch Cynthia on Big Brother? I'm not a Big Brother girl, but I saw clips on Twitter. Yeah, she... It, it was so funny because going into the house with her, she was like, I don't know. Like, she was just like, I don't know how I got on this show. I don't know how to play this game, whatever. But then in the end, like once she made it to like the final three and was doing all her interviews, she's like, I don't know how I made it this far. And I'm like, yeah, girl, none of us know how you made it this far. Like you just kind of like, you know, Cynthia sat there like, and falls into things. She yeah. just falls into things. She's so funny, but she's also just so sweet and just like so oblivious to like, like she would never win a big brother. I don't watch big brother either, but I like celebrity big brother, especially when the housewives are in there. Um, and I was curious to see what Teddy was going to bring to the table. Teddy lasted a day. Teddy lasted a day. And that, Bloody, but that, literally one day. But that was literally her fault because she like went too hard so early on. And it's like, you don't go in strong. You you go in weak so that you last and you aren't a target. Cynthia. Cynthia. Yeah. And Cynthia and made it all the way to the end. I ran into Cynthia on the street once. I was in New York and I was with my friend and she was like, oh my God, turn around. Cynthia's right behind you. And I just turn around and she is so stunning. Like, it's breathtaking in real life. Yeah. And she's so nice. Like I asked for a picture cause I'm just a fucking idiot. And I was like, can I have a picture with you? And she looked at me and she was like, like, she almost seemed like, why would you want a picture with me? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, you're Cynthia fucking Bailey Hill. Excuse me. Cynthia Hill. Cynthia Hill. Yeah. I love but it. I enjoyed the premiere. I'm excited for what's to come. You know, I feel like we got a lot. I feel like we got a lot going on and a lot of dynamics, which is something I love. I love when it's not just a split half and half. I like when like, that's kind of how I felt Beverly Hills was last year too. It's like, there was so much going on between all of the women with each other that I just like, couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. I think we're going to get a lot more of that this season too. I can't wait. Well, speaking of Beverly Hills, I know that you are the biggest big Kathy fan, big Kathy being the mother of Kyle, Kim and, and Kathy. Lover. What was your gateway into Kathy Hilton? Oh my God. So the, I mean, just the way Kyle would talk about her, the way Kim would talk about her, like in their interviews, like the way that they spoke about their mother was like, okay. I don't know how to say this without sounding rude. I'm going to try my best. Um, (laughs) I get that losing a parent is so hard. I've never experienced that devastating. I can't imagine. But the way that they get so emotional about her made me think, I'm like, oh, she passed recently. Yeah. I was like, and then I looked and it was 2002. Yeah. I said, oh, whoa. I was like, okay. And then just the like, you know, my mother had us in show business. And then I started kind of going down like this deep wormhole. And then I got to the house of Hilton, which kind of like exposed it all. And how big Kathy told, allegedly told the girls, you have to marry rich and you have to have four kids. And then voila, they all got married and they all have four kids. Yeah. Which is crazy. And just big Kathy is just like this ghost that haunts Beverly Hills. Like she is a presence. She's talked about every season. 
you know, I think each girl, what I love is that they all have a very, I think they all had a very different relationship with her. Like, you know, Kathy was the oldest. She had a different dad than Kim and Kyle. Um, you know, she started out as like a young model, but it didn't really work out. Like she threw her into modeling when she was like a young baby and then kind of took her away from her dad in New York, um, and came to LA and did like commercials and stuff. And then she got married to Mr. Richards, Ken Richards and had Kim and Kyle, but then Kim was like the star, like Kim had it, like Kim had that thing, that X factor. She was like in, in everything hustling, making the money. Kathy was significantly older than them. So like she was kind of off doing her own thing. And, you know, there's just a lot of tumultuous behavior allegedly going on in the Richards house between her and Ken. They got separated. I could talk about it forever. What would you say is the juiciest revelation of what you've discovered? Because we're about to break down House of Hilton in our Bravo book club that we do every week, which I'm excited about because since I've been on tour, I haven't been able to like do a lot of the things that we really do. And I'm excited to dive into it. But what would like what are some of the juiciest uh, revelations you came across that were like alleged or not alleged? I mean, obviously, all of it's alleged, but like with the preface that this is all alleged, what was the juiciest? That she slammed the like a woman's foot in a car door. There was like, she was, um, her, she was like abusive. Um, I don't know if she was abusive to the girls, but then there's also these rumors that she like taught them how to like give blowjobs and like how to be sexy and how to get men and like how to be whatever they wanted. So you could like go up in life. Like that's all she wanted for them was to like succeed. And then that's, I think that that's why Kyle or Kim and Kathy had such an issue with Kyle doing American woman Mm -hmm. is they're like, we don't want to draw more attention to our mom. And like, this could draw up a lot of like negative feelings people probably had about her at the time. Well, cause at this point, the book scary. Yeah. Cause the book has been out forever. So it's like 2006 or something. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. when American woman came out, there was already like, and I'm pretty sure they'd already gotten away from house of Hilton. They were like, okay, we've moved on. We don't need to go back to this, that American woman. And what you get on American woman is not the Kathy that you hear, the big Kathy that you hear about behind the scenes. Like Alicia Silverstone is not. I think Kyle kind of romanticizes her a lot. And I think the other girls have very different like thoughts. I think that they loved her and respected her and that's their mom. But I think at the same time, they're like, we don't want to have stuff drawn drudged up again so like please just stop talking about mom you know then like kyle wears her mom's ring um every every day like she's very much a presence in kyle's life um but i think kyle romanticizes her childhood a little bit for sure and i think it's out of like this i think what kyle's relationship with big kathy was she you're right, does romanticize it, but it comes from a place of like wanting that, that codependent place of wanting that validation from her mother that I don't think she ever really received. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas I think the mom was a lot harder on Kathy and Kim. And that's why there's maybe a bit of a contentious relationship, but it also is so weird to see like Kathy breaking down at the reunion, talking about the mom and how much she misses her. Like the relationship, you know, is probably so warped and twisted that like it fucked with their emotions and their heads so much and to see someone like Kathy who I think is just like to quote PK inherently cold to watch her break down like that was like I mean she was like 
heaving at one point. Like it was a lot. And they just have this very, like Kathy just kind of haunts the Hills. Like she's always kind of like around, like they always allude to her in some way. And I think Kim was like the workhorse of the family yeah, and like did a lot. And Kathy was kind of already out of the house. Like she, I mean, she married Rick when she was like 19 or 20, like, and I don't think people realize that either that they were really young. Um, a lot of drug use allegedly from little Kathy, like her, her and Rick were like constantly doing coke, like constantly leaving Paris with nannies. Like, cause they were, I mean, she was like 20 years old yeah, and they were, she was a Hilton. Like she has infinite wealth. Um, but allegedly big Kathy was like very into that union. Do you, and she was married to a mobster at one point. I heard. And even Kim, yeah. that, like when you get into Kim's relationship history and all of that, like it is, it's dark. Well, because Kim, I did a deep dive on Kim one day and she was engaged to this man. Very handsome. Like probably the most handsome. I mean, so fucking handsome. He got murdered, murdered yeah. on the phone with her. They were on the phone. And didn't and she, she have to murdered. go and identify his body too? Yes. And that was like the quote unquote, like love of her life. Everybody said this man was so good for Kim. They were so happy. And I'm like, poor Kim. Kim can't catch a fucking break. And there's some really dark blind items about Kim Richards floating. I will not get into them because they're very dark. What? I would, how can you open that up? Okay, I'll not. just tell you. Okay. It's a blind item. I'm not like yeah. saying this and is what happened. Yes, yes, yes. I always preface like blind items really could I be always, absolutely I nothing. I say the word alleged constantly in my podcast because I'm so scared of getting sued. <laughs> um, I'm like, I don't know if this is real. Um, but there's a blind item out there about Kim that she was sexually assaulted by a man in the movie industry and then murdered him. <gasps> wow. That yeah. is so, dark. Yeah. Yeah. So dive deep into that. There's, you know, there's a lot on the internet about that. Um, so then it just makes you kind of look at Kim differently too. Cause like, you're just like, Jesus Christ, this like woman no had to one, live through so much. Yeah. And then now her sister's like pimping her out on housewives. And not, and like, no wonder she's so cuckoo crazy cuckoo <laughs> well and then seeing kathy i mean who's also a little nuts i was like oh this all okay this is making sense do like, you think kathy knowingly sent paris to that boarding school yeah yeah you know there's so much going on on tiktok right now about that about not paris specifically but those wilderness schools mm-hmm. and like a lot of the people that were in them say like our parents really didn't understand like what it really was because they were told it was something so different. But I mean, to have your child like taken from her room in the dead of night is like, Ooh. Yeah. Scary. I could never do that to my, no matter how bad my child was, like I, I could never have them. Kidnapped. That wouldn't even like be a part of my thoughts. No, like I wouldn't be like, Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. It just seems this like this will be healthy Oof. for them to like work through whatever issues they have going on. Oh God. I hope, I hope Kathy and Paris like were able to move past that and like and heal but from the Paris and love and her documentary I'm not sensing that's the case I think Paris is like numb to the world Mm -hmm. I don't think she's like in which is so interesting because like you look at her and Kim Kardashian and they kind of you know have had similar careers in a sense obviously Kardashian money is nothing close to Hilton money but like I don't know. Like Kim is still so present and is still so aware and engaged with stuff. But I feel like Paris is just like even watching Paris in love and she just always has the sunglasses on, always has the gloves on. And she's just kind of like, you know, even in her confessionals with Carter, it's like she's not there. 
Mm-mm. It felt so that show felt so produced to me. And it really I was disappointed because I thought we were going to get something a little bit more raw and like in depth. But like everything just felt so put on. I mean, I think the proposal was he redid the proposal for the show. It just felt so weird. And I thought we were going to get her real voice. But she talked like, you yes, know, how yeah. she used to talk like that high pitch, like baby voice. She talked like that most of the show. And I was, I was disappointed. And Kathy, I mean, we talked about it on hot off the mess. Like she came off not well, not well, like very different than she came off on Beverly Hills. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, like I enjoyed Paris in love for the reality TV junkie. We are junkie. Yeah. Yeah. But like, was it really that great of a show? Like, because when you think about like the fact that these are real people and reality shows are based off of real circumstances, did I be- was it believable? No, right. I don't believe no. they're in love. I don't believe that she wants to be married to him. Like you know, yeah. I just he didn't give me a good vibe. I thought it was weird that he pretended to be like this small town kid, and then I googled him, and like his family is like uber wealthy, yeah. and I'm just like, no, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. No. What do you think about Ashley Darby's separation from Michael? I'm obsessed with him. With I'm obsessed. him? With Michael? No, with, oh my oh, God, ew. With- <laughs> I, oh, so gross. Gollum. <laughs> I'm, obs- yes. I'm obsessed with Ashley Darby, like playing the long game because it's obvious that she was like, she yes. said in confessionals, like she let it slip a couple times, like the, about the payout that she'll get. Yeah. And, you know, even Robin had mentioned at a reunion, like, well, I mean, if you have a second baby, like you'll get more, yeah. she kind of talked about that a little bit. So there's been like these little tiny breadcrumbs of like Ashley's evil plan. And I'm loving it. Cause this man ran her ragged every season. It was like embarrassing her. It was like, you know, awful. And, um, excuse me. My voice cracked. I was like, are you getting um, emotional about their separation? Yeah, so emotional. And I'm just like ready for her to be single. I'm ready. And I'm she's doing it while they're filming. And I'm like, oh, she's a fucking professional. She really committed. Like, just think about that. Like, you stay with this monster of a man who's cheating on you and on Grinder, and like, uh, you know, just making your life a living hell. And you just have to eye on the prize. Stay focused and be like. Sheila looked at her and like grabbed her by the neck and was like, you're going to fucking do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. she was just on Fox five DC and she was saying that she's still living with Michael. They're still under the same roof. The kids are, I guess they don't know any different cause they're so young, but they're also like mom and dad are still at home. So to them, nothing is out of the ordinary. Um, yeah. but she claims that their breakup is for reasons that we don't think it is. Like, I think she's mm. thinking I think she thinks that the narrative is that he cheated on her and that's mm-hmm. probably why she's leaving him. But I think we're a lot savvier in the sense of like, we don't believe that he cheated on you and that's why you're leaving him. We believe that you really did play the long game and we're waiting for the day that you could actually file for separation mm-hmm. and could have this whole, you know, situation work out in your favor. And while, I mean, while she's filming, like God bless yeah. her. And, you she know, waited I, until production started because production was dead for men. They, they, the reunion was in August. I know. So that's they waited forever. Several months. And she was like, when do I get to drop this? <laughs> when do I get to file? When do I get to file? I'm just obsessed with it. And like, Ashley is the bone collector. She is just this little shitster and I can't get enough of her. And I, I'm just excited to watch this play out because it's going to be good. 
What are your thoughts on the Royal Housewives of New Jersey rumors that have been circulating on online? Now, for me, I always, I fucking hate bland, blind items. I fucking hate <laughs> demois. Like, to me, all of that shit is just always, like, rumors and speculation hearsay. and hearsay. Um, but there does seem to be, like, I actually could see this theory coming to light. And that's about the casting for next season. And there are rumors that Jackie has been demoted. Um, Tracy is not returning and that oh, there are, I actually liked Tracy and I wouldn't mind I liked her, her too, coming. but like, she was like, not even. Yeah. And then did you notice they didn't even feature her in the reunion trailer? Oh, I noticed. I <laughs> thought she was going to get like maybe a Danielle Staub type, type of chair yeah. on the end, but she didn't even get that. I was like, okay. <laughs> they like just Poor did girl. not acknowledge yeah. her at all. Um, and I, I didn't think she was that bad. Her outfit was terrible at the reunion though. Truly awful. Um, but so, and they're saying that Jennifer's friend, Teresa's friend, and Margaret's friends are all being interviewed and potentially could be a new housewife. They're predicting that I think Teresa's friend might have the strongest chance of actually coming on the show. Thoughts? I'm, I'm ready for there to be more women in the mix. I think the cast is great the way it is. Like, I really, really think this is a solid cast, but I need more like people involved. Like I want, I miss like the old part of New Jersey where there was like a hairdresser involved or like the, the, what was her name? Penny and her yeah. scary husband, yes. like who looked like they're from like the mob. Yes. I miss like that because I think that's something we need. Like these are not the only six women in New Jersey. Like I want more friends. I want, I want their world to get a little bit bigger. So if that means involving these friends and testing them out, that's amazing. But then with the whole Jackie demotion, I'm just disappointed in that because I think so many people really related to her story. She was like the, I know Jules was the first housewife to come out and say she had an eating disorder, but Jackie's was like the first one that we got to really like follow and get in deep with and to demote her. I was like, that's kind of a bummer because I felt like people really were starting to like get her. And yeah, understand. Absolutely. And I think I related and respected a lot of her. I think Crystal's also talked about having an eating disorder as well. Oh, yes. Yes. Sorry. I've Crystal. Um, I've openly talked about my I had a really bad struggle with like bulimia and a bit of anorexia in college. And so for me, seeing that on camera, I was able to relate to a lot. And even like the little things that I think most people would not be able to relate to, like just seeing Jackie in her first therapy meeting, um, just being like, I you know, was trying to 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 get in the last of cutting my calories because I know I'm good. Like everything's going to change now that I'm here and mm-hmm. I'm committed to it. And my biggest fear is getting better because I'm losing the identity of who I thought that I was or what I thought my life. I was so in control of my life and I'm relinquishing that control. My whole life is about to change by coming yeah. here. And so there are so many of those moments that I was able to identify with and recognize even just in the seasons prior where she would kind of lightly touch on it. And I loved that. Um, and But as I think we discussed on your show, I think her storyline, I think, has kind of run its course. We've gotten into her marriage. We've gotten into her family background. We've gotten into the eating disorder piece of it that I think she gave us three solid, strong seasons that were great. And now I think she can flow into a, a more supportive role because I think the women that we have on the show right now, stellar cast. They all come, they all show up and they all know how to bring it. You're right in the Mm -hmm. sense that we need more dynamics and we need more people that can help move these women in the directions that we need them to be in to have a great show. Yeah. I mean, what I loved about Jackie's story is not only like her vulnerability, but I think she really showed people how 
complex eating disorders are like, they're not just like, I'm just not eating or I'm just throwing up. It's like, you know, as someone who has struggled with that as well, and who's like navigating my own like disordered eating journey currently, I just really was like, you know, when she talked to Evan and Evan was like, you don't think like we notice yeah, like there, we can't go on vacation for more than four days. Like yeah. we have to call ahead at restaurants like that stuff. Oh, it just like broke my heart. But I think you're right. Um, you know, we kind of did what we could do with Jackie. And I think keeping her around would be smart. Yeah. And I think in comparing like her opening up about it, to Jules or to Crystal, I don't think we've really pulled the curtain back as much as we have with with um, Jackie. Because like right. Jules, we had her and it was kind of like, but you could tell that there was still a lot of issues that hadn't been fully worked out through. And like, here's the thing, anybody that struggled with an eating disorder, like it doesn't end, you know, it's not it it's never very ends. different than an addiction or a substance abuse problem because you cannot go into a bar for the rest of your life. You can abstain from alcohol. You can abstain from drugs. You can go to rehab. But when it comes to your body and food, those are things you just can never run away from. You have no. to wake up and face it every day. And it's something you think about constantly. Yeah. And it like when it, when I was really, really bad, like I would have to tell myself like, okay, now is an appropriate time to eat. You haven't eaten in an X amount of time. And I just remember I used to cry because I was like, I just want to be normal. Like I would look at everybody else and I was like, oh, they just like eat when they're hungry or like they just like eat whenever. And I was like, what the fuck is that like? Like, you know, and now I still have to kind of check in with myself occasionally. But so I applaud, I applaud anybody that goes on reality television and shares their story. Honestly, that's why I love Real Housewives and I don't hate any of them because like they are doing something I could literally never do. Like they are opening themselves up. They're living their life out loud. Like even the ones I don't like. No, it's true. Reality TV is not easy and it's not easy to like be open and vulnerable and put your life out there knowing that you don't have control about how it gets edited and you don't have control over how people receive it. You know, right. Because that would drive me crazy. Think about it. Two people watch the same scene in Real Housewives and have a very different perception of what the scene was. You know, I mean, look at New Jersey. That's the whole whole season. Exactly. I literally am like, am I watching the same show as other people? Because sometimes I'm like, I saw that completely different. Yeah. It's crazy. So are you a bigger fan of Pete and Kim or Courtney and Travis? Okay. When Courtney and Travis first came on the scene, I was so into it because it felt so like, oh my God, like Courtney's with Travis Barker. Like that was shocking to me. But then like, you know, like you got, you're like, okay, yeah, you're at Disneyland again. Like you're licking each other's tongues. Like (laughs) we got it. We're good. Like they, but with Pete and Kim, like this one, I never saw coming. Like, cause Travis, like he's been friends of the family forever. So it's like, you kind of knew that they were, you didn't know that they would be together, but it, it didn't shock me that much. Um, and I was just excited to see them on Instagram. Like when they're always like sucking each other's thumbs and stuff, it's super weird. And I was just excited to see Courtney, not with Scott. Cause I hate Scott. And I mean, with Kim and Pete, I just never saw this coming ever. And I am obsessed with it because it's so random. It's a guy like she couldn't have picked someone any more different than Kanye. And I think that that's what's shocking about it. You're just like, Pete? And I I get the Pete thing. I think he's 
got big dick energy. I think he's funny because so many people were like, how does Pete get all these girls? I'm like, oh yeah, because women have never liked a funny man before. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? Right. That's like the way into anyone that's panty dropper yeah. and immediately. The, and the only, att- yeah. And the only attractive for a woman is just a man, an ugly man with a big dick. Like that changes everything. Like it's just, it's uh, yeah. Also like sometimes it's like, yeah, he can be ugly, but like, you don't know he has a big dick until like you see it. True. And I think Kim has polished Pete off in such a way that like he doesn't make me think his fingers have Cheeto dust on him anymore. Like seeing him show up at the White (laughs) House. He showers. He showers. Yeah. Seeing him show up for the White House correspondence dinner. Like he was refined. He had a haircut. You know, he looked good. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. just like, like, I didn't want to be like, oh, I don't want to hug you because you might, you know. Musty. Musty. Yes. The must. Yeah. The Um, must. Like now, you know, he looks like him. Yes. But now yeah. he's like him, but he has like manscape and like ball wash, you know, so that the Amazing. must is gone. Yeah. And the tailored suit and like the vans was still him, but like he looked put together. Like he didn't look like he was like nobody's child. And, you know, I think with Kim, it's like, I'm such a fan of hers, even though she does some fucked up stuff sometimes. And she's a little problematic. I am really rooting for her to just be happy. And like, if Pete makes her laugh, like, and they can go to Disney and they can like go to, you know, wherever they go together, where did they go recently? Like Ripley's believe it or not, or something. Yeah, they were there. Like, uh, no, uh, yeah. And they like go and have like pizza at a deli, like in New York. Yeah, I'm like, like so- that is so nice. Like she just wants a normal guy. Like, and because she's like, she said, she's like, I've done everything. Yeah. I just want to live a life. Yeah. That's normal. And then, you know, then Kanye's outburst, it kind of makes you just, it kind of forces you into liking Pete and Kim anyways, because you're just like, shut the fuck up. Well, now people are saying, because we saw that she said that he has brandings and he has tattoos that she revealed when she was on the Ellen show. But now Mm. I guess people saw at the correspondence dinner that there were initials that he had on that looked like tattoos and they look like her initials and the kids initials. I don't I looked at that and I mean, I was investigating it. I was like, I was really looking and I didn't think that at all. Yeah. And I'm like, am I stupid? But it also could be like a Pete. That's just what Pete does. The branding really freaked me out. I have to be completely honest with you. Like the tattoos are one thing. That's just what he does. Like he's a guy with tattoos, like he gets them. But like to get a branding is so aggressive. Like, ooh. And I get her point of like his body is a canvas, you know, and whether right. this is going to last or it's not going to last, that was still, this is still an important part of his life. And that's why he puts these things on because he wants to, you know, it's like memory. It's like a book. It's like a photo book. It's, like it's, a, it's an Instagram feed. Yeah. Of all body. your memories. And I just find it funny that it's like Travis knows MGK and MGK is best friends with Pete. So I'm like, do they triple date? Do they like what's going on there? I would love to see that. I would love to see all three of them on a date together. Oh my God. It's Megan. Yeah. Megan and and Machine Gun Kelly are just another wild. Like what a world. The things that they're disclosing recently in interviews. I'm like, guys. Uh, Drinking each other's blood. Yeah. Drinking each other's blood. She says she manifested him when she was four years old. Wow. How? She said that she created him. She said she created him. How did that happen? I don't know. She said she's four years older than him and she feels that she created him. I was like, okay. I mean, listen, I believe in the power of manifestation. And this, this morning I found a list that I wrote back in 2020 um, of like, 
the person that I was looking to attract and manifest. Yeah. Um, and I went over it this morning and it was just, there was a lot of personal inventory that I took in with that. So I'm fully invested in the power of manifestation. And I think it always 100%. comes to light for sure. Yeah. I think if you like put it out there and you claim it, it will, will come back to you. Um, but wow. I mean, just with the Pete and Kim thing, I just think it's sweet. I'm sorry if my cat's annoying, she's playing with something right now. Um, but wow. I mean, the correspondence dinner, I mean, what a way to come out. Do you think he's going to be at the Met Ball? Oh, Met for Gala? sure. He has to be. Yeah, I think so too. What do you think I'm is going to happen with Scott? I feel like Chloe's trying really hard to keep him a part of the family. I need Scott to like, he's such a manipulator. And I think he plays on the fact that like, these are women who do care about him. Like right. he is the father of their nieces, nephews, et cetera. But like Courtney says, like you, you are not really doing much to show me that like, this is what you want. Like you can't keep fucking 19 year old girls and like going to San Tropez and whatever. Yeah. And then like cry when I get a boyfriend, like yeah. that's not fair to Courtney. And I felt so bad for her. She's like, why do I need to worry about Scott all the time? Yeah. Do you think Scott's worried about me and what I'm doing? No. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, it just bothers me that he just easily manipulates somebody just being like, I don't have a family. You guys are my family. It's like, okay, well then treat them better. Well, not only that, but it's like, you can build a family. Like I get it. He lost his parents and like, and, and that is one of the hardest things, you know, I now, yeah. you know, going through the grieving, like it's one of the most challenging things you can ever go through. But I also know that like at some point I can start my own family and I want to start my own family. And like, you can date somebody that's not 19 years old. You can find mm -hmm. somebody that's age appropriate that wants the same things out of life that wants to have kids with you and build your family from here. Like you don't mm -hmm. need to cling on to the Kardashian family. And I get it. There's like a comfort in that. And there's a familiarity in that. And there's a fear of losing everything that that's brought into your life. Cause it's obviously changed his life, but they're always going to be your family. You know, same mm -hmm. with Kim and Kanye, where she talks about the way she talks about him is just so kind amazing dis yes despite yeah. all the craziness he puts her through but she's like we're always going to be family kanye will always be family we may not always be amazing but we are always going to have that bond and we'll be in each other's lives forever yeah i just the scott thing um like it's like go to therapy yeah like if you really want to be better if you really want your life to change like go to therapy, work some shit out, stop blaming Courtney for shit. And you know, you're not going to be invited to like every barbecue. No, like Travis is now involved. Like Courtney chose Travis. And I feel bad that like Scott, because then the preview for next week, because I'm obsessed with the new show on Hulu, you know, he's like, you know, the kids weren't even there. It's like, why do you have to like put a negative spin on all of this? Like, can't you just like let Courtney be happy? Because Courtney's been through a fucking enough. I'm sorry. Like yeah. that woman has put up with so much shit from him and she was so numb and like she never really wanted to be with anybody ever. No. She was like, I'm fine. And then she met Travis and now they're all over each other all the, all the time. Maybe a little too much for being honest. Yeah. But. And I think eventually it'll sizzle. It'll fit. It'll fizzle out and she, they'll find right. a balance. But like right now it's so hyper intense. And when I hear Travis's voice, it shocks me every time. It's right? like the first time I ever heard David Beckham's voice. I was like, oh, that does not fit the person I thought I was going to get. Right. <laughs> like, he talks so soft. Yeah. And it's like, 
it's sweet, but it's just not what I was expecting. And I always say this, I'm scared of, um, Alabama Barker. She's a number one (laughs) celebrity child that I'm just so scared of. (laughs) I'm just like, she's capable of anything. Like she just is. So when I found out she was like 15, I was like, what, what did you think of Kanye getting the sex tape back for Kim? Well, did he, because Ray J saying that that never happened. Cause I cried during the show and then Ray J is now saying that never happened. This is really weird. Really? Well, it yeah. wasn't it not Ray J. It was Ray J's manager though, that claimed that it was trying to sell it or a former right. manager. Right. And then Ray J is now saying that that That's like didn't all like, happen. That, like, wow. Yeah. He's like, I'm sick of the what? family, like doing this to me, the- but I'm like, I was crying during it. It was so beautiful and emotional. I was like, Kanye took a coach flight to, get this go get this hard drive like he got the whole computer i was shocked when during the previews for that i when she was like you have to look what kanye got me do you remember that like really beautiful coat that she was wearing it was like that it almost looked like tinsel yeah and it was like supposed to be this major moment and it was a major moment but kanye always said like that's the coat i bought kim i thought that that's like what we were gonna get for some reason in this box or the suitcase so when it was like a full-on like Mac computer from like 2000, whatever. I was like, holy shit. I cried. I was like, Connie is like, he loves her so much. He loves her so much. And I think she loves him and she gave him everything she possibly could. Yeah. Um, I think like I, when I noticed the pictures with her and Pete and I could totally be reading into this and I sound like a fucking idiot, but she seems so like relaxed like there's just a part of her and even in interviews, ease. she just seems like a more relaxed person now that she's not married to Kanye. Cause I bet like being married to was not easy. And she always had to, you know, put up with it. And she was like a ride or die for him. Yeah, and, she was, she mm-hmm. was. Cause even like when he would go on crazy political rants and she would have to address that in interviews, even when, you know, she didn't necessarily agree with what he was saying. She's like, look, that's my husband. I respect his position. I respect like mm-hmm. she really carried that. Um, and made sure she maintained, even when he would like go on, he would have like, you know, his moments in public and she would be like, listen, he has mental health issues and I love him and we're going to work through this as a family. Like she really mm-hmm. was right or die for him until the point where she just, I think realized she couldn't, but you're right. There is an ease to her now. That's just like, it's different. She's just happy. Like yeah. she just seems really happy and just relaxed and like, she just, I don't know. Pete I just, pro- Pete I probably seeing- started as a rebound and she was probably like, this is fun. This doesn't really mean mm-hmm. anything. And then I think the more she experienced the other side of life, so to speak, she's kind of just like, oh, this can be easy. This can be fun. Yeah. This doesn't have to be so challenging. And when people say like, oh my God, it's not going to last. Like, I don't even like saying that because it's yeah. like, it might not, but who cares? It's still it's- making her happy. Yeah. And I mean, Kim is a Libra, so like she's gonna fall in love hard no matter what. So is that is that what happens with Libras? Oh yeah, are you a Libra? Um, I'm a Gemini, but then I recently learned about like the rising and the falling and the okay and and the, what the, are you, the ashes what are you? from the phoenix. I think I'm a Libra. I think my son is a Libra. I don't know something. Someone's your son. If the your are you, your son. Okay, so you're a Gemini. Yes, son. Yes, and then your rising or your moon is a Libra. I think my rising is a Libra and my moon was a Taurus. I don't know. Okay. I don't remember. I don't know what that means. That's a chart. 
what is that? I don't know what any of that is. I I remember my friend Jess was like telling, she was asking me all these questions about it. And then I was like, this is what it is. What does this mean? But then she asked it. She's on the East Coast. So she was in New York and I'm in LA. And then I gave her all the information and she's just like, interesting. And then she she falls asleep. And then I'm like, wait, I'm waiting for my psychic reading. What is happening? Like, what do you, like, how do you ask me all these questions? And I deliver all of the information. And now I need to know. That's hilarious that's like i was in therapy last week and she ended it and she goes you're a very unique person i said oh in a good way like what is that i was like it's not exactly what i want to hear but thanks like don't know what that means no um you just also you have no water in like your main three so okay so i'm a gemini and my rising is a libra and my moon is a taurus okay i don't know what that means though wow but wow, apparently it sounds very, a lot of revelations happening. Not uh, yeah. My- I'm like, I gotta like, I want to like look into that. Cause that just sounds like a really interesting chart. Cause I, I do think it's interesting that you don't have any like water sign there, which is usually like a more like emotional, like sensitive side. Are you sensitive? No. Yeah. I didn't think so. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, think I so. have so many Pisces and like water signs around, around me, you or that attract themselves. They keep finding their ways to me. And I'm just like, I can't put up with any of that. I know. That's what are, hilarious. What are you? I'm a Scorpio. Ah. I'm a Scorpio and I have double Sagittarius. So I'm my moon and my rising are both Sagittarius. And what does that mean? It means like I have a lot of commitment issues. Ah, like you are yeah. afraid to commit or you overcommit? I'm afraid. Like mm. it just like, like it's what I want, but then I'm like, no, I can't. Cause I have to have like my freedom. Sagittarius are very about like their freedom and like not being held down and all of that. Interesting. So I'm fucked basically. And you're single currently. Yeah. I just ended a relationship last week. Oh no. Yeah. No, it's like totally for the best. It was like only like three or four months long, but I was like, this isn't working. Do you constantly find yourself running into relationships or running towards relationships? Yeah. And so I, obviously I'm in therapy, of course, like duh. And I said to her, I was like, you know, we got to break patterns. Cause I was like, I'm starting to see them. <laughs> she was like, all right. I had the biggest revelation last night where oh my God. I, so I've never been in a relationship. Okay. And I was very certain that like, I don't think relationships are just ever going to be for me. And I would like totally have kids on my own and like live that life. Right. But then I also realized that my attraction and what I thought that I wanted is probably the polar opposite of what I think I'm actually compatible with. Right. It's really, it's a harsh reality. Like when you realize like what you want is maybe different than what you need. Yeah. Because in your head, you're like, oh, this is really what I want. This is what I want. And then you're like, wait, like that's probably what's not best for Yes. Me. I thought yeah. I was very much, I was like, I need an elf because I'm very much an alpha in my own life. But like, I was like, I need somebody that has that sort of energy that's like definitely older and can put me in my place. That's all I craved was somebody that can like try to like put me in my place because I'm mm-hmm. so good at just doing that to everybody around me. And then I realized oh, maybe that's why this never works out is because I don't need somebody that's more like me. I need somebody that's the opposite of me that can take me out of my rigid reality. Or who just like kind of lets you just have your moment. Like you're going to freak out, just be like, okay. And then then you're going to calm down and then they'll probably talk to you about it. That's like what you need. I don't think you need someone like to fully be on the opposite end of the spectrum to be like, you need to calm down because that's the fucking worst. No, yeah. You're going off and someone's telling you to calm down. It's like, shut up. You need someone to just kind of just like accept you like for who you are. Kind of like a Harry Hamlin, Lisa Rinna. Like they're yes. very different. 
he just like accepts her and yeah. he's like, my bitch is crazy. <laughs> or like, Margaret and Joe. Yeah. He's like, she's nuts, but I love her. Yeah. You know, whereas like with Mario and Ramona, like they were too much of the same person. Yeah. And I think it worked until like it didn't. It didn't. I, I think I was always attracting somebody that was so much more like me. Yeah. I think I was like, this is where I'm at that I need somebody that's more like that to be able to balance this out. And I'm like, no, I think maybe the opposite is actually what I need. Yeah. Well, I mean, Godspeed to us both. Yes. Listen, I have the manifestation it's list. It's hard out there for oh. a pimp, but <laughs> I think we're alive and thriving. Um, we're trying. We're trying. So you do have your Instagram account, which is Bravo Historian, which mm-hmm. is incredible. What was your gateway to Bravo? I know you asked me on your podcast and I gave you like the most rambly longest answer ever. <laughs> but what was your gateway into Bravo and how did you end up running this account and podcast? So I, I have a, actually like a little bit of a similar story to you where I was like, a, but it wasn't Us Weekly. It was people. Mm. I was obsessed with reading People magazine. Like as soon as I could learn how to read my, I would go to my aunt's house every single week and she was a subscriber and she would give me them. And I was like fully front to back. Like I would read them all the way through. And I just was so obsessed. And then I became obsessed with reality television like I watched every show. I watched Girls Next Door, the Denise Richards oh, show yes. that she it's had at one point. Like I graduated from like Disney to reality television. Like there Same. was no in between. Same. I was like, I was never a Nickelodeon girly. None of that. I was like, oh, we're we're diving in. And I was always just obsessed with like celebrity culture. Like I was, I would always watch Oprah at 4 p.m. every single day after school. You know, I was obsessed with Regis and Kelly. Regis is like an icon to me rest in peace. Um, and then I just fell into not house. I said, I fell into Bravo a little bit because it was like Tabitha salon takeover flipping oh, out yeah. the real toxic vibes. I was like, Oh my God, this, this nuts. And then, um, I fell into house. and it was season one of Atlanta that got mm. me. I was obsessed with it. It was the reunion. And I was like, what is this? Like, who is this woman with the wig with the yellow satin <laughs> blouse with the vest Nini had leggings on you know it was like don't close your legs to married men I was just like amazed and then I just became addicted (laughs) after that so for you it was Atlanta for me it was Jersey Mm -hmm. it wasn't Orange County because at that time Orange County was very much like Tammy Knickerbocker thing and I just that wasn't for me. So I was an Atlanta girl. Those aren't the fun stories that like when people are like, oh, I've watched since season one of OC. And I'm like, oh, ew. like, why? I know I rewatched it. I did. I chat. Um, I had a chat with Joe like a couple months ago for the dip. And I was like rewatching season one. And I was like, this is so weird. Like, <laughs> this is terrible television. This is what hooked. This is what opened up this whole world to house. Yeah. I'm like this crazy because i mean if you read the book not all diamonds and rose by dave quinn new york times selling author he you know they really say like Tamara is the one that like created created housewives, housewives and built the I'm mold like, for what a housewife is mm-hmm. dave quinn's book or brian moylan's book <laughs> i'm like really good friends with dave quinn so i'm <laughs> going to pick dave quinn um uh, there's a lot of drama with that, I guess. So much drama. So much drama. Yeah. No, I'm a Dave Quinn girl for life, even though I love Brian Moylan and his commentary on Housewives. I read his vulture recaps every week. Brian's funny. Yeah. 
He is really funny. Who he's is- very funny. I find it funny that he's like banned from Bravo. I'm like, that's so chaotic. <laughs> right? But yeah. like, is there, if there's ever like a brand to be banned from, like Bravo, like it's so Bravo to be banned from Bravo. It's so, so Bravo. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I, ideal, like who is your favorite housewife and your least favorite housewife? Oh my God. Are they current or any? Any. Okay. Because I always have to specify. Um, of all time, it's Nene Leakes, my favorite housewife of all time. She's given us so much like to pop culture just in general. Like, I just think she's, and just so naturally funny, like yeah. so funny. And I, I mean, I loved Greg Leakes, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. What a king. Um, and then I loved, I'm like a big Dorinda girl and I'm a big Luann girl. Really? I'm obsessed with them. Wow. That is I a know. hot take. I know. I think Luann has just like one of the most fascinating story arches yeah. of all time. Like the way that like she started out as a countess, got it. Like, it's just so nuts to me that I, I think she's just iconic. Fair. Um, But my least favorite housewife of all time, I mean, Kelly Dodd, but that's like too boring of an answer. I feel like so my least favorite housewife. It's so hard because I don't really hate any of them. Um, I guess Alexis Bellino. I mm. really didn't like her or Lydia, mm. the little fairy girl. Yeah. Fair. I like them. Fair. Yeah. So your Instagram is Bravo Historian. Your yeah. podcast is Hot Off the Mess. Yeah. Which I was just on. When does that yeah. episode air, by the way? Tomorrow, Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Okay. So this airs today. So then tomorrow, guys, go and listen to Hot Off the Mass with Samantha Bush because it was a really fun episode that we taped. So you're going to want to go. I love to pick that. your brain because you've got like so many takes, so many thoughts. See, I think not to toot my own horn, but I think I'm one of the few people in this world that's just really unafraid to say whatever it is that like whatever hot take that I have, even though knowing they're the hottest takes and I'm probably going to get it's no filter. And yeah, it's no filter. That's the yeah. Brand. <laughs> Listen, bring back Kelly Dodd, guys. I'm pretty sure the YouTube comments are like blowing up right now. Um, or Twitter is gonna drag me, but we'll see. I mean, it's it's fair though, because I'm in a conspiracy theory to take down Teresa Judice with Margaret, and we're just a bunch of bo- bloggers banding together to mm-hmm. to burn the witch at the stake. I had this like long rant on my podcast last week about this idea that Margaret's like so involved with bloggers. I'm like, you guys realize that it takes about two seconds to go on Instagram and just see anything. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't take long to dig. We're like in the time of technology here. Like it, it's not like she like goes and like digs around in files and like tries yeah. to find this information. Like it's all just right at your fingertips. It takes well, two seconds. Yeah. For us, it's at our fingertips. We have Reddit. We have Twitter. We have uh-huh. Instagram. We have blind items. We have Demois. Like there's, we're literally inundated with rumors all the Constantly. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't need to. I mean, and I get so many DMs from people that are like, oh, I heard this about this person and this person. I'm like, that probably happens to Margaret. Like yeah. it happens to everybody. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't mean you're like in with blockers. It just means like you're on Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Sam, pimp yourself out. What do you want to, do you have a wine oh, line? God. Do you have a wine line you would like to share? <laughs> I definitely don't have a wine line. Um, you guys can follow me at Bravo Historian on Instagram and at Take Usual Left on Twitter. And if you aren't sick of my voice, please go check out Hot Off the Mess um, wherever you listen to podcasts. There you go.
Go support her, guys. We we support other women. We like to support other podcasters. So go and subscribe. Leave her a good five-star review. Leave me a good five-star review. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and hit that bell notification button. That way, every time the tea is hot, it's spilled fresh in your notifications. You can follow me at Just Plain Zach for all of my personal shenanigans. Or if you want to keep up with all the latest reality tea, follow us at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram that's a lot to break down. But if you haven't done so yet, go and order my housewives, my fizzy housewives inspired wine at nofilterwine.com. We have a fizzy rose and a fizzy white, 13% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. You're going to want to go and stock up for this weekend. Get ready. Like I said, this Wednesday, I'm doing a whole tea on the spilling the tea tour that'll be dropping. So get ready for that because there's, there's a lot to spill. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. Talk to you, I guess, Wednesday. Bye. Amazing.